This is a no-fluff podcast created for busy women. We are Bailey and Brianna. We are dedicated to helping women break up with dieting and rethink the way you look at food, sharing the real secret to fat loss, learning how your body actually works. Our goal is to give you the tools that you need to navigate BS diet culture and empower you to feel confident with your food choices so that you can sustainably reach your goals. Take a quick sip and welcome to Mocktail Minute. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your next episode of Mocktail Minutes. This is Bailey. And this is Brianna. Every episode, if you have not heard all of our other episodes yet, we start with a fun little drink that we're having. So today I'm drinking a poppy, the orange flavor. What are you drinking, Brianna? I have Ravy uh, Pineapple Passion, Passion Pineapple. Yes. It's the green one. And then I just added a little bit of extra salt to it just to give it a little... Just a little more because I, I, I need it. Yeah. I need a little <laughs> extra. <laughs> yes. Everyone needs ravy in their life. Well, and I like ravy because it does have lower salt. So you can like mm-hmm. adjust it to what you need. So, yeah. Yeah. But I love it. Yep. I'm stocked right now. I subscribed. And so we're, we're doing good. <laughs> we have all the ravy. <laughs> all the yeah. flavors. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you guys haven't noticed yet, we do drop links for you in the description that will take you to the drinks that we mentioned. We'll try and tag everything that we talk about. A lot of mine, honestly, I get from Thrive Market just because that's where I get more of my fun things, I guess you could call it. Yeah. So I get a lot of mine from Thrive Market. And then we do have affiliate links for some of them. So if we have affiliate links or if we have discount codes, we'll drop them in the description of the episode as well. Yes, exactly. So make sure to check that out because you can save some money if there are products that you maybe want to try out. Mm -hmm. Yes. So today we are talking about vacation prep, I guess we'll call it, and kind of hangovers. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I think this is a good one because I feel like vacation is a hard one for people to kind of navigate because it's like they just go on vacation and it's almost like your whole life pauses, you do whatever, and then you kind of feel like you need a vacation from your vacation. So today Mm -hmm. we're like talked about what kind of things you could do to prep for your vacation, how you can still enjoy yourself on vacation, but then also not feel like you need to come back and recover from your vacation. Yes. I call it the vacation hangover. Like you are out of town for five days and then you come back. You're like, all right, well, I need a staycation now. (laughs) Yeah. Like I need to lay in my bed and do nothing because vacation took it out of me. And you know, vacation is supposed to like rejuvenate you. You know, you should come back from vacation feeling awesome. Yeah. Sometimes I just never want to come back from vacation (laughs) because it's just so good. (laughs) So yeah, today we're basically going to be talking about what you can do to help you have less of a vacation hangover. I mean, you're, I feel like it's still normal to come back and be like, I'm exhausted. Like, cause sometimes we just pack a lot into the vacations because we want to do it all while we're there. So we're just going to give you some tips on what we can do during this time where you're away from home. Number one, I would say try and keep your routine kind of as similar as possible like thinking about breakfast, lunch, and dinner, kind of that bedtime, your water intake, movement, try to keep it as normal to everyday life as best you can. I understand it's not going to look the exact same. I mean, you're out of routine. You're usually not working on vacation. So just adjusting in that way, but also see where you can keep it consistent. Yeah. And I think Something that really helps with this is establishing like your non-negotiables and like your mini morning routine. So Mm -hmm. this doesn't have to be extravagant. This is something you can do no matter what day of the week it is, no matter where you are on vacation, on a work trip, at home during the summer, school year, like whatever, establish a small 
like mini morning routine. And then, yeah, your non-negotiables. So like for me, one of my non-negotiables, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it before, but it's getting like a high protein breakfast. Like that really just sets me up for the day. And no matter where I am, what I'm doing, that is like a non-negotiable something that I do. Mm -hmm. So establishing those can make it feel like you're still in control on this vacation because you're still doing these things that you do every day, but it's not like you have to be obsessive about it and be like, I'm just not going to enjoy myself. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Set those non-negotiables. I also do high protein breakfast. That's one of mine. And then my other non-negotiable, one of them is to bring a water bottle. Like once you have that, it's just going to make life so much easier. You have it always there. It's accessible. You have your favorite water bottle. It's a vibe. Like (laughs) bring your water bottle. Um, You can also bring your hydration stuff too. Like if that's something you need, like bring it with you. Mm -hmm. Throw it in your suitcase. It travels just fine. So those are two things and kind of going along with that, I would say setting your boundaries because while it's vacation, while it looks different, it doesn't have to be throw everything out the window. So then you feel terrible for like a week. Yeah. So set your boundaries and be upfront about it. I don't think it has to become like you're a weirdo, you're dieting. Like, I don't think you have to be dieting to necessarily lose weight or you have to skip out on the ice cream that you go out for on vacation. No. But I think it does help set boundaries with maybe how much you're going to drink with setting a boundaries with how much you're going to sleep, different things like that. And also just not feeling like you have to do every single thing. Right. I think that's a good point. Like not choosing it because, oh, I can't do this or this isn't part of my plan, but choosing it to where I mean, you're making decisions based on how you want to feel. You want to feel good. I mean, it's fun every once in a while, but I mean, waking up every morning at eight o'clock and drinking at 8 a.m. for a week straight is going to make you feel like crap. (laughs) Like, you know, especially if you're getting older, you can't hang. Like, it's just not, you know, so you want to enjoy your vacation. Setting those boundaries is totally fine. And honestly, this is something I tell people if, your boundary is something that somebody comments on a lot. It most likely has a lot to do with them and not you. So Mm -hmm. you don't need to worry about it. Okay. You're worrying about yourself. Let's see what else we have walking on here. So I think that's a good one. I feel like vacation is a good time to get in a lot of movement. Like you don't necessarily need to track it and be obsessive about it. I don't think you should ever do that, but in general, I feel like we move a lot more on vacation. Mm -hmm. So try to do activities where you're going to be moving more. You're just going to feel better. I don't know have that. Maybe that's one of your like mini morning routines. Like I'm going to get up and I'm just going to like walk for 10 minutes, wherever mm-hmm. I'm at, just take a quick walk, whatever. Yes. Especially if you're vacationing at a beach, like that's what I always feel like I automatically think of when I think of vacation. Yeah. But especially if you're at a beach, just go out in the morning, walk for 10 minutes, invite someone to go walk with you or just go walk and listen to the waves. I mean, do whatever you can going to find some scenery, try find a trail, go find a cute little town to walk through. Yeah. I think those are all great ways to get a movement without it feeling like a chore that you're missing out on vacation. Like just include it as part of the vacation. And the next one would be just prioritize your protein always and your vegetables, especially if you're like eating out a lot. You can get protein and veggies anywhere. So I'm not saying like avoid all the other things, but if that's something that you can like prioritize every meal or at least two of your three meals, you're going to feel a lot better and not be on that sugar roller coaster. And then, so the last thing, a lot of times with vacation comes drinking and Mm -hmm. we're both really realistic dietitians. We drink, we understand, like it's a part of a lot of our adult lives. If you don't drink cool, if you do drink cool, 
whatever it is. But my main tip here, I guess overall, be drink smarter. Choose what you're going to drink, but I wouldn't do a bunch of sugary cocktails. That's mm-hmm. going to give you an even bigger headache. <laughs> yeah. So always drinking smarter. So these are things like avoiding a lot of the sugary mixed drinks, like the Mai Tais, the margaritas, the, you know, whatever those probably not just because they have a lot of mixers and them. they had a, have a lot of added sugar, not a lot of alcohol either. So, you know, if you're trying to drink, it just is like not the best for your blood sugar or your wallet. So avoid the mixers, avoid a lot of sugar, try to choose. I mean, we could do a whole episode on like the alcohol that you should choose, but lime, lemon, real fruit, maybe a splash of juice and just kind of liquor really, or, you know, there's certain like dry wines you can have stuff like that, but those are going to be the ones that have the least amount of sugar and is going to help you feel your best because when you drink your blood sugar kind of goes all over the place. Like you usually dip pretty low and then you have really crazy cravings after, and then it's, it's really hard to control when you're drinking. So if you can limit the impact that the alcohol has on your blood sugar, the better. Yes. So going along with that, we also said we're going to talk about hangovers. <laughs> so basically what causes a hangover is alcohol is metabolized into acetaldehyde, which is a substance that is toxic at high levels. But I mean, typically when we're drinking, we're really going to get to that high of a level of acetaldehyde. Like it's not going to get that high to where we're literally becoming toxic unless you're really just hammering through drinks. Jersey Shore style. Like (laughs) Jersey Turnpiking. Is that what it's called? (laughs) Yeah. Then yeah, you'll be there. Yeah. You'll be at that level, but there's so many components that really go into like a hangover. So drinking is going to interfere with your brain activity, which affects how you're sleeping. Cause it's going to affect the activity while you're sleeping, which is the time where your body's trying to rejuvenate, restore, regulate everything again. So a hangover could be even from sleep deprivation. I personally don't sleep well if I'm drinking, like I wake up really early cause I can't sleep. And it's also going to affect our hormones that are going to regulate our biological clocks our circadian rhythm, which is also why a hangover can make you just like feel exhausted. And then it can trigger migraines. So having kind of an alcohol-induced migraine, that can be another part of this hangover. And then really your hangover, it starts when your blood alcohol starts to fall. Like when you get to zero, that's when you're like, wow, hangover like truly kicks in. Yeah. And so the key thing here is it seems to be like drinking to intoxication. Okay, like we're talking like not like one or two drinks. We're talking like multiple shots. Okay. And it's different for everyone. Yeah. And that is very true. It's dependent on so many things, but for most people, you know, your level of like, okay, I'm drinking. And then like, oh, I've been drinking, you know, so that level, (laughs) but anyways, how much you drink to get there is less important really. So in fact, several studies suggest that light and moderate drinking are more vulnerable to getting a hangover than heavy drinkers. So research researchers say some people may end up with drinking problems because they drink in an effort to relieve hangover symptoms. So the hair of the dog type thing, don't do it. I mean, (laughs) you'll probably feel a little bit better, but in the long run you won't. So there's a couple of things that you can do really to avoid. I'm like laughing because I 
I don't know if you guys have ever watched Floribama Shore. Yes. It's such a terrible show, but the, I've literally been binging it. And that's why I'm laughing because it's like hair of the dog. That's like their thing. And I'm like dying laughing. Yes. Like, so there's and like, I never heard of that thing till like four years ago. And I was like, what does that even mean? Like, yeah. When you're hungover, you just keep drinking. So you don't feel hungover. I'm like, well, then when does it ever end? Like, Right. Oh my gosh. So this is terrible. But when I was a lot younger, my friends and I used to call it shampooing. So it's oh. like you rinse and repeat. Oh yeah. Don't do that. I yeah. I mean, you you probably will make you feel better for that day, but then, I mean, eventually you're going to have to feel that hangover. Otherwise you're going to have, you, yeah, you can't problem. keep drinking. Like, <laughs> like it's got to stop <laughs> to be quite honest. We can't just keep drinking. So, right. You might so have to cover so- that hangover if you're going to take too many shots. <laughs> just don't do it. Just that's a boundary. Like if you know that's you, set that with yourself. If you're someone who's like, ooh, I know that if I get past this point, I'm going to be like, let's get shots. Like set that boundary for yourself, you know, for at least six out of the seven days of your vacation. Okay. But really the best thing that you could do is other things. Okay. So rather than waking up and having a hair of the dog, there's <laughs> other actual things that help. So number one, drink fluids. So alcohol promotes urination. It causes you to pee. I'm sure we all know that because it inhibits the release of vasopressin, which is vasopressin. I cannot talk today, you guys, <laughs> which is a hormone that decreases the volume of urine made by the kidneys. So drink your water and most importantly, drink it with minerals. So actually hydrate yourself, hydrate your cells. This is super important. So especially if you're going on vacation, we're going to be out in the sun, like you're at the beach, you're at the lake, whatever, you are going to become much more dehydrated much more quickly. And then when you add alcohol to it, it's just going to be a disaster. So really focus on your hydration. Mm-hmm. Next thing would be that blood sugar control that we were talking about. So not doing super sugary drinks, but also be aware like what you're eating during the day, because Alcohol, it just does weird things to your blood sugar to be quite honest. And depending on what you're mixing it with too. So maybe while drinking, focus more on like the protein, high fiber foods, getting some fat in, but then the next day also making sure you're still including carbohydrates just to help level out that blood sugar. A lot of times when we're hungover, we typically crave more carbs because usually our blood sugar will drop kind of low. Yeah. After drinking. Yeah. Yeah, And then you need it. So it's like. Mm -hmm. You're all over the place. Yeah. And choosing carbohydrates that are going to make you feel really good instead of grabbing donuts, they're probably not going to make you feel very good. Still enjoy a meal with protein, fat, fiber, throw in a high fiber carb, throw in some fruit or something there. My honestly favorite go-to type is a banana smoothie because banana is going to provide you some great carbs. I mean, it's not a starchy carb. It's just a little bit higher carb fruit. So I like to do that when I'm hungover. <laughs> yeah. And bananas are really soothing for your gut as well. So doing like banana, almond milk, protein powder, I'll throw in chia seeds as always. Yeah. And maybe even some like honey. Yeah. So that's kind of like in stomach. I cure. <laughs> I love that. That sounds good. Like just normally. Yeah. I do that normally too sometimes. <laughs> And something on the carbohydrate thing, this is another reason why you don't want to be like heavily restricting. So a lot of people will be like, okay, I'm going to go out for drinks and I'm going to go out to a restaurant and have food and drinks tonight. So I'm going to be like really mindful of my carbs in the beginning of the day, because I know I'm going to, you know, eat them out. 
don't do that because what happens is your blood sugar is already probably pretty low because you've been avoiding carbs. And then you're going to have alcohol, which makes it dip even lower. So then your cravings are going to be way higher because you have low blood sugar. But also everybody knows that when you start drinking, you kind of, everything kind of just goes out the window. So now suddenly you're like, I'm getting the nachos, the cheese fries, the, this, the, that, like, cause you're starving low. And then you have, you know, less control over it. And then that also makes you feel really cruddy because your body is going to be too busy trying to metabolize that alcohol. It's not going to be metabolizing those carbohydrates. So your mm-hmm. blood sugar is going to be all over the place. So if that's you and you're like, this is my game plan, this is what I do on vacation. Don't do that because yeah. that's probably leading to a worse problem. Number three, avoid darker colored alcoholic beverages. So the main form of alcohol and alcoholic beverages is ethanol. And darker liquors contain chemically related compounds, including methanol. So the same enzymes process ethanol and methanol, but methanol metabolites are especially toxic. So they cause a worse hangover. Kind of crazy. Sounds pretty simple and to the point. (laughs) Yeah. So just avoid really dark alcohol. Yes. The last one, pain relievers can be helpful the next day, but not Tylenol which dummy me did not put two and two together in college. And I used to do that. Do not take Tylenol for like your pain reliever after drinking, like aspirin, ibuprofen or other NSAIDs can be helpful with like the headache or feeling achy, but something like Tylenol, it's going to get processed through your liver. So if your liver is trying to get rid of the alcohol and then you're adding Tylenol on top of it, it's not great. and can actually cause like toxic effects to the liver. So pain relievers, not Tylenol though. I actually, I heard a crazy story about that recently. Like it's actually very easy to like take in a toxic dose of Tylenol. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people think of like, oh, Tylenol, it's over the counter. Like it's no big deal, but you can actually take too much of it very easily, especially if your liver is too busy metabolizing other things and you're just having this toxic buildup. So that's a really good one. Yeah. Be really careful about Tylenol. Yes. So, I mean. Overall, we probably can't completely avoid hangovers if you're going to overdo it, but those are things that are going to help you. And like we said, hangovers are going to affect everyone differently. I mean, depending on what size you are as a person, someone who's smaller may have a worse hangover by drinking the same as a larger person. So these tips are going to help you not feel as bad, but also making sure we're not just drinking on an empty stomach. We don't really want to save calories or skip meals because again, like Brianna was saying once we're drinking, we get to that point, like everything goes out the window. We order $50 within Taco Bell and we're going to feel even worse. In your so, brain, you're like, I need food. Yes. Yes. So eating your regular meals, not saving calories, drinking in moderation. Like we've heard this all before, but we really help these hope these tips are going to help you not feel so crummy. We're not promoting you to go get drunk every week. And that's not what we're doing here, but we're being realistic with you and understand that. Yeah. There are sometimes we drink too much. Yeah. We want to tell you things that you can <laughs> do to help yourself in the event that you drink, because like, let's just be honest, you know? So our last little tidbit we wanted to point out, you have probably read before that. I think it's like I don't want to say like recommendations. So it's not really recommended to drink, but kind of like, okay, guidelines. So women no more than one drink per day and men no more than two drinks per day. So one drink is equal to 12 ounces of beer. And that has like 5% of alcohol. 
or five ounces of wine, that's 12% of alcohol or one and a half ounces of like 80 proof liquor. That is what one drink looks like. And like I said, the guidelines is like women, one drink per day, men, two drinks per day. But what Brianna and I both talk about with any of our clients is really less than two days per week is going to be more ideal than having a drink every night. Really drinking, it's going to slow your metabolism. It's going to impact your sleep. It's going to impact your blood sugar control. So for doing it every night, you can really see how our body's just not going to recover as well. And even if, I mean, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but if you're one of those people that's like, I just like to have my glass of wine before bed, like it really is impacting your sleep. I mean, you might think, oh, it just helps me like full relax. I actually fall asleep, but you're not getting good sleep which leads to poor blood sugar management the next day. Like regardless of what you do, I mean, there's been plenty of people who have worn like CGMs to see how their Mm -hmm. body is the next day. And your blood sugar is just so much harder to control after your body has metabolized alcohol. So if you can really limit this to like one or two days a week, you're much more well off than like, okay, I'm just going to have one drink a day, you know, realistically. And honestly, who drinks one drink a day? Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know what I mean? No one's ever like, I'm having a 5% beer. Yeah. You know, so if you can just limit really the days, and I think that's going to be much better. And then obviously, really making sure that your body is set up to metabolize that alcohol. You're feeling your best the next day. You're not doing stuff to like cause your liver like more damage, like just really setting yourself up. I think that would be a better, that's mm-hmm. a better topic. And that's something that we can all do. Right. Because I mean, sure. People are listening to this and it's like, I'm not going to drink one glass of wine on vacation, you know? Yeah. So whatever you could do. Yes. And yeah, like we said, I mean, we're not recommending to drink twice a week or anything like that. More just keeping it under two times. If you drink zero times in a week, great. You're probably going to feel really good. And yeah, it can definitely be an adjustment for people. I'm not saying it's going to be super easy, especially if you're used to coming home, having a glass or three of wine every night. So it's an adjustment period, just like anything else. So just slowly working to cut back. That's going to be very bad. And I would encourage you to like pay attention to how you're feeling. So something that I started doing a while back was not having because I, I like wine. So not having wine on weekdays. Right. And Mm -hmm. I realized I'm not as tired when I wake up in the morning. Like, even if I do have that one glass of wine, you know, I'm not hungover, not drunk, but even so when I wake up the next day, I'm a lot more drowsy. So I noticed that I wasn't when I wasn't drinking it during the weeknight. So pay attention to how you feel. Like, do you feel like you have less cravings? Do you feel like you sleep better? Do you feel more energized and really make that decision for yourself? Cause really at the end of the day, that's, what's going to make long-term changes. You know, just listening to us tell you, Hey, don't do that. Isn't going to really do anything unless you clue into like how it actually makes you feel. Mm -hmm. Yes. So take these tips with you try it out, just your drinking schedules or <laughs> routines, but we do have some really fun episodes coming up, kind of all centered around drinking because we get asked about it all the time. It's summer. We're at the lake. We're at the beach. We're doing all these things that usually include alcohol. So we wanted to talk about it. So this week we gave you some hangover tips, some vacation prep. Next week we have a guest name's Lindsay. You might've heard of her before. and we're so excited for her to come on, but we're going to be talking about like summer bods and our mindset around them. 
It's not going to be what you're expecting. It's going to be really good. (laughs) Not, it's not going to be what you're expecting, but if you're someone who's like, maybe you've been working towards your summer body or wanting a summer body or whatever, you have this idea of what a summer body is. You're going to want to listen to next week's episode because we have a whole new perspective that you've probably never heard before. Yes. And then after that, we are going to talk about tips on cutting back on alcohol. Cause I think that's an important topic to bring up too, because like I said, it can be an adjustment period for you. So we're going to give some of our tips that have helped us. And then we're going to do a fun episode. So we're going to have two special men guests. Come on. <laughs> it's going to be a fun one. I think it's going to be fun. I have no yeah. idea what to expect, but it's going to yeah. be fun kind of nervous. So (laughs) in a good way, (laughs) yeah, who knows what they're going to say, but tune in for that. And then our next one after that, that we have planned is we have the owners of volley seltzers coming and we're going to talk about volley, their product and talk about some more alcohol tips with you guys. Yes. I'm excited. So we're trying to have our episodes be about things that you're dealing with every week. So we know Mm -hmm. we're in June, we're in summer, we're about to be in the thick of it. So hopefully these episodes every week, can I kind of give you some tips and tricks to help you in realistic ways? Yes. All right, everyone have a great, great week and we'll talk to you next week. (laughs) See you next week. Bye. Short sips and to the point. Thank you for joining Mocktail Minutes. Be sure to subscribe and follow to keep up with the latest episodes. You can find us on Instagram at New Crew Nutrition and The Mama Nutritionist. If you have a topic you want to learn more about, send us a DM. See See you you next week. week.